Hey everyone, James Wallace here from Digital Simple. Um, it's an exciting day. I have my first ever guest on my podcast. Um, I've got Billy here from BJM Property, um, and we're going to talk about how to become a property investor um, and kind of simplify that whole process for you guys. Um, so he's given us some key points that he's going to go over, talk a little bit about his journey so far. Um, and then, yeah, from there, we'll just see if we can take a bit of stuff from that. I'll ask him a few questions at the end. Um, so, Billy, I'll pass it over to you. Um, and, yeah, you can take us through your journey. Hi, James. Thanks for having me on your show. Really excited to be your first guest. Um, I guess we can um, kick this off straight away. So, basically, I've got a few notes here with regards to my journey into property investment. And I wanted to simplify it into into 10, 10 simple steps. Um, so... I mean, obviously it starts with, starts with a passion and kind of like, I mean, I had that light bulb moment. I read a book, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, one that many, many property investors actually start with. Right. So that was like the light bulb moment. I realized that you could build wealth, um, through, um, invest, investing in property. So the, so the first step was, you know, reading the book and that led to another book and YouTube videos. And, you know, that was just kind of like a snowball, like a snowball and it just got bigger and bigger and you get more, more interested and you, you realize, you know, um, I guess you learn what you don't know about property. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, started with that. And then, um, I, I was overseas on an OE for two years, uh, came back to New Zealand. I was. How old was I? I? Would have been 20, 20 years old. Um, and then it was time to. I was like, right, I've gone, I've gone overseas, had my fun. Now I'm gonna, you know, build a foundation, get stuck into this. So time came to pick up the phone. And so I would, I would say, once you're, as you are educating yourself, the best way to do it is get in front of people who are actually currently active and doing it themselves, putting their own money, they've got their own businesses and they're the people you want to get in front of. So I call it, you know, sucking up your pride and the humility stage. So reaching out to these people. So for example, um, in my, in my market, I've, I reached out to the, like, I just asked my friends and my family who are, who's doing, um, property investment, who are the big players in this town? And how do, how do I get in front of them? So by picking up the phone and asking them out for coffee, out for lunch, going around to their um, properties and having a look with the, you know, just with the whole idea of what do you do? How do you do it? I want to do it. Like I'm so fascinated. And nine times out of 10, they're like totally keen to show you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all, a, it's a, it's a matter of like, you know, rubbing their back, helping them with whatever you can. So so you go from learning and then reaching out to people and kind of seeing what people are actually doing in your market. And then you pick, well, I, I picked I picked one person. So I moved to Christchurch. I knew from a small town, got to get to a big city. This is where it's all happening. Um, and I just did a Google search and found out the one person that was doing the largest volume. Yep. He was flipping houses, investing in property, um, and I basically took him out for coffee and I asked if I could work for him. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, that kind of the, the humility stage you just spoke about resonates with me a lot. Um, cause when I first started to get into sales, I had a, 
defining moment where I wanted to do all of the flash jobs, but then I realized that my entry point was going to be through the most low-end sales job I could find because that's the place it would take me. Um, and that's where door-to-door fit in. But it's funny how after you go through that point and you're willing to do um, do what necessarily other people aren't willing to do and put yourself out there, more opportunities can kind of open up and that sort of thing with you from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And so by this point, my feet were getting super itchy. Like I just wanted to get stuck in. I was like so you know impatient. I just yeah. wanted to get cracking. So I went to this guy and I was just like, I formed a proposal and it mm-hmm. was, I'll do everything for you that doesn't make you money. Mm-hmm. Every single thing during the week, I just want to work for you and I'll even work for you for nothing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was my first step as well was offering to work for nothing. Uh, yeah. Show, yeah. Showing your interest and, and really kind of uh, not not having too much pride or anything like yeah. that, but being yeah. willing to put the hard yards in. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's funny because... A lot of people talk to me about, you know, how, how I got into it and everyone wants to invest in property yeah. one way or another. And I say, look, find the biggest player in your town and go and offer to work for him for nothing. And they go, what? Mm. What? Yeah, Are you yeah. serious? Like, well, you don't want it bad. You don't want it bad enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta eat the shit like Gary V. you know, the clouds yeah. and the dirt. You gotta start off in the dirt. So went to this guy, offered to work for him for nothing and, um, Nine times out of ten, you you offer to work for nothing. They're like, no, 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 I'll I'll pay you, I'll pay you, yeah. I'll pay you. And you're like, sweet. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like I got in with him. Um, I was doing everything from Monday mornings. I would be taking all this trash to the to the dump. I yeah. was. Um, I'd also done my real estate papers. So I'll just rewind a bit. I didn't want to jump ahead of myself. In that first stage, I was like, right, I'll become a real estate agent for a start. Yeah. So I did my real estate papers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a bit of investment there. It was like $1,400, borrowed the money from my dad, did my papers, got my ticket, moved to Christchurch. And when I met up with this property investor, he said, no, 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 don't become an agent. Come, you know, come with us sort okay. of thing. So it kind of led me in the right direction anyway. Um, where was I? I was at the point of, right, so got in, got in this guy's face. I was working for him. I was doing like anything and everything. It's, and it was for a period of like 18 months. And that was the most um, beneficial months of working for anyone. Like I learned the most in that 18 months and I had years before doing all the reading and reaching out to people. Yeah, I always find with like um, often because I'd imagine through that period of time you worked really hard as well. Um, And actually at the time, it may have been a little bit more tough. um, But always when you look back on moments like that in your life where you are kind of at the dirt stage, I think they're the ones that you're almost the most fond of. Like you kind of look back on them real endearingly. Whereas, you know, when things are easy, you don't really have the same kind of uh, emotional connection with them. But that, yeah, I I understand that really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I started for work for this guy on a Friday and he'd just finished renovating a property. Mm -hmm. And he's like, mate, I've got this property. I want tenants in it by the end of the weekend. And I'm like, what, 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 how the the fuck do I do that? He's like, well, you've got to hold an open home, hold an open home Saturday, Sunday, print out some some information sheets, go on tenancy, you know, tenancy services. I'm like, what's that? It's completely thrown in the deep end. Yeah. 
pulled through, got some tenants in it, and then boom, you're at the next level. You know, Fantastic. I got this much better yeah, on yeah. that first day. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, I, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, scary at the time, but yeah, look back on it, it's always pretty good, eh? I was so nervous on the first day. I got a brand, he got a, me a brand new iPhone. It fell out of my pocket. <laughs> screen fucking cracked. And he was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. 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 So work your ass off, have heaps of humility and offer to do anything. And I was just like, in return, just sitting at his desk and listening to him talk on the phone day in, day out, I learned so much from. Mm. And then I also built a network. So I I um, met valuers, property managers, engineers, contractors, um, city council people, and just, you know, got completely thrown into the whole realm of property investment so it was it, it was the best way to start and yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way yeah awesome that's fantastic so from that um that initial standpoint how did you transition from your foot in the door and this is something that i've just gone through myself uh and beginning to get that initial experience to then investing yourself in property that's probably the the next step, I guess, because for me, just going out on my own, that's that's a huge point. But there's a lot of people that get their foot in the door and then never progress from that point. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good point because you can get you can get comfortable, yeah, and you can get complacent, yeah, especially and, with a nice cushy base salary or whatever you're getting paid. It's real easy just to sit uh, back and yeah. Oh yeah, so and that is dangerous. That will kill you. Yeah, that <laughs> will kill you. So I guess, um, I mean, with, with bearing in mind, my goal was I want to invest in property. I want to, you know, have my own properties for myself. My, the guy that I was working for, he, he kept, you know, um, he kept saying like, we'll get, we'll get you a property. We'll get you a property, you know, and it kind of never actually really ended up happening and mm-hmm. I could kind of see it not happening and yeah. that's, and that's fine. Right. Um, Full, full gratitude for what he provided to me in that point in time. But the next step was, all right, I need money. At the end of the day, yeah. y- you need money. You yeah, need- for pretty much anything. So yeah, especially property. Yeah. yeah. So I was just, um, I was saving as much as I could. I was putting away um, 40%. If any money that came to me, 40% would go away. So I'm just, I'm just saving, saving, saving um, with the objective to find an awesome property deal, find another JV partner. At this at this point in time, I'd met a lot of people doing joint ve- uh, joint ventures, combined business. Like, uh, aside from the conventional, save up a forty percent deposit, go to the bank. I had a different idea. Yeah. So, what was your um, what was your thought behind doing a joint venture instead of buying a property yourself? My thought was. Well, if I can leverage my time, my skills, my network, if I can find a property deal good mm-hmm. enough, yeah, I'm absolutely sure I can find someone that will put the money into it. Yeah, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. I was going out. I was finding deals for myself. Um, I built a lead generation system. Deals were coming in and I was simply signing up properties and selling them to other investors perfect with none of my own money in yeah cool yeah 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 and i did this a number of times and what they what they call is property trading um or wholesaling property yeah yeah 
And, and so was that just like a like an interim job? Were you doing that to learn more about the market? Were you making money off it? How was how was that working? Yeah, I was I was making I was making really good money off it. I mean, you're looking. I mean, I don't know. If, I'll, I'll I'll share the numbers with you. Yeah, anyway. fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, every every property that that I got, I would assign it to an investor for minimum ten k. Yep, cool. So I just did that over and over and over and over, and I'm just building up my cash savings, right? Yeah. I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving because I'm not in a position yet to buy a property. Um, you build a relationship with these investors. Mm -hmm. They want more deals. You have more money to invest in your marketing, and your lead yep. generation, Google, yeah, exactly. Facebook, yeah, um, and all of that. And yeah, that was that went really well. Yeah, it's that old Gary how to get as much out of 40 hours as you possibly can so you can put the rest of the time that you're using towards your goal, which is buying that property and that sort of thing. That's right. And I'll just backtrack again. And what I did after I left this developer, I ended up going out and buying a cleaning business. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed, like I couldn't go out and find property deals if I had a full-time 40-hour job. Yeah. I needed time. Time was actually more important to me at that, at that point in time. Yeah, bought a cleaning business. Um, me and my missus, we ran that, and in between jobs, I would just spend every hour, every minute, just looking at properties, beating the streets, meeting with real estate agents to find those deals to trade. Yeah, because cool. the real money was in the property. Yeah, the cleaning business paid for my rent, my gas, my groceries, kept me alive. Basically, yeah, cool, awesome. I love that step, and and kind of I guess the um, cleaning's not a glorified industry or anything like that, but the willingness to do what it takes. Yeah. It's probably more important than just doing, yeah. you know, the job. Because property investment, I guess, at its uh, at its sort of face value is viewed as being quite that sort of more glorified kind of job. But, you know, a cleaning business is opposite to the spectrum. So I think that kind of puts a bit of perspective on your attitude towards the whole thing. Oh, dude, I'd be scrubbing a toilet. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be scrubbing a toilet. I'd get a um, reminder on my phone. I'd run to my car, change into, you know, a nice shirt, pants, yeah. jump in my car, go to an appointment, park my car two blocks away from the house, <laughs> walk down to the house and, you know, put my property investor hat on. Yeah. Hi, my yeah. name's Billy and I'm here to buy your house. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, so from that save to invest point, um, what was the, the next step there? So once you've built up enough cash um, and you're in a good liquid position to then put money into a property on your own, you, I guess it's finding the right, finding a deal yep. that ticks all the boxes. Um, and once that opportunity comes across your desk, you need to act fast. Yeah, cool. If you were looking for a deal, what are the trigger signs for you? What's, what's the one? Because you're saying the right deal. What is that for someone that has no idea about property like myself? Get a property for as fucking less amount you yeah. can. Cool. You make your money when you buy. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a very, um, very specialized market here in Christchurch. We're buying earthquake damage, as is where is properties. And you want to buy these properties as close to land value as possible. Yeah. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Some I've seen even going below land value yep. from my work that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We've bought some under land. Yeah. So it's like I'm getting all these deals coming in. And the best ones, you know, you keep for yourself. Yeah. And the other ones you can trade to the investors. Still yeah, cool. good. Yeah. But the best ones you keep to yourself. So yeah. You awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and so after after you're purchasing a property and that sort of thing, you, you're taking that risk that you kind of mentioned. What's what's your what's your go to from there? 
what are the next steps um, and how do you really translate that into it then becoming a career? Because I know a lot of people who own, say, a house, but they wouldn't define themselves as being property investors. What's the, the key differences between that? I would say, from my opinion, is when people when people are buying properties, most of the time it's like they're emotionally involved. Yep. They see themselves buying the house to live in, um, having their breakfast on the front porch in the sunset and sunshine. Yeah. And whereas opposed to a property investor, it's all about the numbers. Yeah. You cannot be emotionally involved. I couldn't give a shit what color the the house is or how close it is to to a school. In fact, that would be that would be a um, a deciding factor. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is, it's, it's not the about numbers. the school for your kids. It's yeah. about the school for the buyer's kids at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it, cool. It all comes down to the numbers. Do the numbers add up, mm-hmm. um, or or do they not? Yeah, yeah. Simple. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and are there any, once you're at that um, that point, you know, you've bought a property, that kind of thing, are there any key tips for anyone once they get to that point? Because I know once you get to the top of the mountain, um, it can be be really hard to kind of keep on your toes um, and it's really easy for people to become sort of complacent once you're at that sort of point. Yeah. So are you talking about an investors or people that are just buying buying properties to live in? Yeah, so nah, so more more along the investment side of things, like yeah. if maybe things are starting to go well, you get to that point, is there anything that, that you kind of see trending in the market where people might miss something, they drop off or they kind of let the ball go due to any key reasons? Uh, you find, you find um, after working for the developer and, and I've seen this firsthand, a lot of deals were coming across across his table and you know he was making serious serious chunks like i'm talking anywhere from 150 to 250 thousand dollars mm-hmm. in a transaction yeah huge money yeah huge money when the small ones would come along when there'd be you know a 50 a 60 or an 80 clip mm-hmm. gay clip in the middle they kind of go oh no nah, it's it's too hard like too hard like there's better deals out there yeah. and they kind of just throw these other deals these smaller deals on the back burner mm-hmm. not worth my time not, and and i get it yeah but when you get to like those you can still make some good money out of those deals yeah you kind of your, your filter kind of blows out right yeah and you're only focused on certain deals where there's there's money that's thrown away yeah that's yeah i think that's a huge thing across the board with a lot of business people as well especially as they start to get bigger i think some people kind of forget their you know, the first steps and what they would have done to, to get a deal worth, say, 50 grand when they first started out Yeah. Um, because things have gotten a little bit bigger. And then when those 250K deals dry up, they'll do anything for that 50 grand deal, but they've been turning their nose up at them for so long they can't get their hands on them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. you've got to be careful. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I found that really informative. I've never, um, never really spoken to someone so in depth about their journey through property investment. It's not something that I know a huge about amount about myself. Um, so I really appreciate you having on, uh, having you on. First guest ticked off. Um, we're going to do another podcast as well coming up uh, to do with being young in business, um, which is one that I'm really excited for. Um, so you make any final notes, anything like that for people? Uh, invest in property. Cool. That works. <laughs> awesome. All right. hey, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening. Um, And yeah, stay tuned. Another podcast will be coming live soon. Thank you.